0: Game League! G'day guys, welcome to Talking League, we're a weekly NRL fantasy podcast, we're brought to you by Game Day Squad, create coach compete in fantasy footy, be the coach and win, lots of prizes on the weekly, cash prizes, download the app and play, gamedaysquad.com.au, round 20 teams, TK Corby and Pat in the house, and he's on break this week, but let's bring in the boys, first up, we've got Patty, man, you're making a little bit of a charge on the run home mate. I'm trying mate, hopefully these uh, stored up trades can... Help me out. What Can't are you? Eleven hundred or something?
1: uh Just under, yeah. So I'm like a thousand fifty or something. Look
0: at you! Look at you getting some pedigree. Now let's bring in Corbs. Corbs is like the origin Eve. He's had a clean shave. Like he's, he was looking like Wolverine a couple of days ago, but he's all clean shaven. He's ready to go. Luigi, you're all excited, mate.
2: Ah, uh, just I was looking at my ranks. I was hoping you were going to avoid that question with me. Well, I'm struggling at the moment, but in positive news. And unfortunately, he's not here, and I wasn't here last week, which was good, but I've got, got back in front of Andy. <laughs> it's
0: a battle. What are you, you, got, you guys are kind of like that mid 3000s uh, or something, right? Yeah, no, well, I'm back
2: you? out to 4089, but I, I think the closest I got this year was 2300 maybe, and I've just yeah, never got any higher than that. I've had a. I think that was a week. I got twenty three hundred. Then I captain Cleary. But in saying that, there was a lot of other people in that same boat. So,
0: mate, make you feel better. I'm hearing that the you know the yardstick before was the top five hundred. I'm hearing it's been extended by another zero, mate, because there's just so many good coaches this year. So the top five thousand is a yardstick, apparently, mate.
2: (laughs) I was hoping to be one of those because I've been top thousand the first two years, but a lot of lessons learnt this year, and it. It was a different year. The buys and everything, it's been crazy. Absolutely. Plenty
0: to learn. But boys and girls, plenty to talk about tonight. We'll we'll look at our trades. A bit of a mid-dilemma with the likes of Payne Haas and all those buys coming through. Going to have an interesting chat, DCE versus Munster. Now, Nathan Cleary's been spotted putting up spiral bombs all afternoon. So, do we bring back the chin who's extended back on the extended bench for the... Panthers this week What to do with Jerry Marshall King We'll have a look at A few cash outs Much more Me and Brenton Do the Q&A tonight So plenty to look out for Brenton actually carves up Because I actually Recorded that before This one So plenty of good advice There from our man B Who's in second spot but let's go to TLT Spice. I nearly forgot about that, Patty. but Spice is brought to you by James, Australia's first AI investing application for shares and EFTs. Learn more at jamesapp.com. Plenty to look out there. 20% discount to anyone that signs up there. Definitely look at the terms and conditions first, jamesapp.com. But, Patty, take it away. Yeah, let's kick into it. So uh, for the nice
1: gag returns, best in JSF name to back up, uh, but it's only four to eight hours after Origin, so best made drop-off. Uh, for the Tigers, Appy returns, which is uh, some be- uh, beneficial news, especially for Buller owners uh, with his potential uptick in scoring there. simpton reverts to the bench. Uh, for the Dogs, Wilson retains a wing spot, uh, even with the Fox coming back, but it does mean that Karaz moves in the centre in place of Kai Ward. For the Broncos, Carrigan has been listed amongst the reserves. Uh, Manly, DC, and Jake named to back up. K- same for the Cows, all their origin players named to back up. Roosters, a lot of movement here. Billy Smith, slowly he returned to the starting lineup. Brandon Smith is named to return via the bench, so Turpin remains as the starting nine, and to- uh, Teddy and Collins named to back up. Storm, everyone backing up. Warriors, SJ still on baby watch, he's being named to play, so we have to watch this space. Uh, and Curran has been named to return into the back row, with Barney moving to prop. No, sh- no change for the Sharkies. For the Finns, so Hammer named to play center again, uh, but this comes at the expense of Big Val Meninga, so that might have burnt a few coaches. Uh, Graham retains the hooker spot with JMK still out, as TK mentioned before. Now, Panthers, big news there with Cleary named in the extendies, named in Jersey 24, pulling up those spirals. All Origin players have also been named to back up. Uh, for the Eels, Origin players are back. Maddox on the bench, lane starts. This round with Davy to the bench and for the Titans, all Origin players back into the starting team.
0: Nice, nice, nice little spice there, brought to you by James. Now, boys, let's look at round twenty trades because we get the extra eight trades. Corbs, start with you. How many trades did you have? Any going into this extra eight, and what are you doing this round, mate?
2: No, nah, I got rid of my last two last week. Just thought the extra two might help me gain some sort of credibility and rank. Uh, he got me a few. Don't know about the credibility. And then I've, I think I'm going to use one Buller, pretty popular one. I just don't like him. I, I think Appy coming back is not going to do much for him either. And going to bring in Fafita.
0: Awesome. Oh, nice. straight swap Buller for Fafita. Yeah. Are you worried yeah. about the Sunday having to worry wait all that time?
2: Uh not with the Titans bench, no. <laughs> have you seen it? The midget yeah, bench. Oh, I'll be it's, a shoo-in on that bench. I think I was 18th <laughs> man. Oh, Mate, man. It's weird. Aaron Clark's it? bringing size off that bench. It <laughs> is ridiculous. For the for the punters that don't know, the bench consists of Jaden Campbell, Chris Randall, Aaron Clark, and Jojo Fafida.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, be cheap dates, that's for sure.
2: I, I just think I yeah, know that the, um, you were talking on the playbook, for feeder with his minutes. I think it might have been that or just somewhere else I heard you talking. He's uh, minutes after last origin, but there's not too long before the end of the season and there's a big cluster of teams sort of hovering around that 20, 18, 22 um, points. So I think they've they've got to play him. He's been so good this year and been good when they've won. I don't think he's going to get minimal minutes and he has been so good lately.
0: Yeah, boys, I've got a thought. I'm just going to wait until how brutal this origin game is tomorrow. If it's a pussy game, then I'm going to start bringing some origin players in. <laughs> but if it's brutal, I've actually got a thought of maybe even holding Buller but just for one more week. I think he might score pretty well against Newcastle with Big Appy back. and no, I just think that <laughs> the one good thing in Buller's favour is because he plays in that first game, you get that score straight away mm-hmm. and you don't have to rely on anyone else having to back up. And I've got heaps of money in the bank, so I do have a little bit of leeway even if he does kind of perform badly. But knowing me, I'm probably going to pull the trigger on three. <laughs> yeah. In a perfect world, if everyone comes in healthy, I'm going to bullet a DCE, Fisher Harris to Fafita and Haster to
2: Grant. But that's just me. I like it. Though. That's good. That's did nice. How many trades did you have before this week? Zero, mate. Don't ask silly <laughs> yeah. questions. <laughs> uh, yeah, very so good. I was
0: very much in the same boat as you. I didn't have to trade last week and I, did, I just felt left out. So I brought Ronnie in for his nice seven. (laughs) Oh, geez. Poor Ronnie. Pat, with your – how many trades you got? 18? Uh,
1: Nah, nah, not 18, man. I'm not that luxurious. But I did – I managed to hold out four trades, so I'm up to 12 now. Um, So I am looking at pulling the trigger on some trades, and I've got 500K in the bank. So I'm looking at going Turpin to Grant. I've also – I was telling you before, I've structured it, that if anything happens, I can reverse on the day and make make a pivot. So Turpin to Grant – Mainly because we're going to be at that game, so I want to see him. Want to see him go. True. Buller to Edwards. I but like that. <laughs> I think Edwards just had a good price. He's in no harm of missing out on Sunday's game unless something happens in the uh, the captain's run. And yeah, I'm with Corbs, I'm just I'm off Buller and azako to Munster. So what I can do there if that if Munster does pull out or something happens. Reverse that, and then Azarko to Cleary, because they play the same game. And if Cleary does get the call-up, I'll just pull the trigger Azarko to Cleary. Don't
0: mind the bullet of Edwards one, especially with Chin on the radar. 12-point better player, Edwards with mm. Chin in the team. So could be food for thoughts. But uh, just moving on past that, boys, anything else on your radar for maybe... Because round 21, we've got the Finns having a bye. going to hurt plenty of people with Val Meninga looking like... You know, he's not first string, and then obviously Lemu Elu. but anything past that, if you make some big trades this week, are you going to be holding? I think for me, it's it's either either or. I think mm-hmm. I'll have to hold next week. I don't want to be going too rapid fire, but Cobbs?
2: Yeah, the other guy that I've still got in my team who I was hoping, I still do think he will play, Carrigan, but that goes back to what you were saying. It depends what happens in this Origin game. Like He could play huge minutes, or if he plays that sort of 50-55, gets through okay, the Bronx probably need him with no Flegel or Haas um, because they want to sort of secure that. There's that other sort of little battle for top four, which is also pretty heating or Sur- heated as yeah. well. I'm
0: surprised that they didn't actually name him because it doesn't really make a difference, right? Like, yeah. you're kind of giving away that you are going to arrest him that you're not naming in the 17, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, the the guy that I would love to swap, he's not playing this weekend. When you're talking about next week, is Murray. I just think oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he's a must for me as well for Feeder and Murray for the run home. Um, yeah, for the, the, his price. like Even Haas, if you went to someone else and you could sort of hold off getting that other mid and just go with three this week, you're, you're nearly banking 210k. Not that you'll be going exactly from Haas to Murray, but that then gives you good coin to maybe get the chin. As well.
0: Yeah, that, that's the dilemma this week with mids, boys, is the fact that all the high-quality ones, a lot of them have a buy because you, you've you got Horse, tarpeny JDB and Murray all on a buy, and then you've got Payne Haas who's out injured, Pat Carrigan who's probably going to get rested. That's six of probably the top eight mids that are all yeah. going to be missing it's this totally week. Guns. So if you can't field a team... Like, what do you do? I think you have to pull the trigger on one, and Haas is probably the most likely in Carrigan because they're gonna, if they don't play this week, they missed, what, 25% of the remaining games. Yeah, I, so, think,
1: yeah, I think Haas is the sell compared to the others. If, you, if you've if you got him and you're in that dilemma, I think he's too he's too expensive. And if you don't want to go down, because to your point, a lot of the quality isn't playing this weekend. So the only one, if you wanted to be a bit, a bit spicy, is you could go from like, pass to uh to Mr. flowing locks for for Asul
0: Malawi if you wanted. You, him so the problem with that is they play last. Mm. Like he you got wait. Rested. But he did last time. Yeah, And, but and he made the I cut. I think
1: I think that at that time that was going to be his rest. So for this for this week after a close loss to the dolphins and they're still on the hunt the titans, I don't think they can afford to not have him playing.
0: He'll play. But what what really scares me is he made the 19 cut last time. And they no, pulled him so now from the game, yeah, so you could
2: tease him. You. Your other, your boy Big Nelson, could be a good shout. Well, he's probably going to cop a bit of a duel
0: next week. There's a few in these mid range that, like, likes of him and King. It's just how yeah. many of these mid range guys are you going to hold? Like, I think you only can like hold one moving forward. I
1: don't think you can but, do it. If you've got these well, trades are too premium now, you can't just yeah. go to a mid ranger and just hope for the best. Like, unless there's really good upside, like a Murray, for example. Would be the only one. I know he's got a buy, but I'm saying, like in that example where he's dropped enough money to make it a worthwhile gamble. Where just bringing in like a king to plod for you, it's not it's not worth it. Even with, I even don't with uh, yeah. Nelson. Who knows what his role is after Boys week?
0: What's your team's worth?
1: I'm because at I'm at fourteen
0: point three, right? So I can't. I don't think I can. Like I don't have to make the cha- Like the mid ranges. If you're at thirteen point, I think if you're under thirteen point eight you're going to have to make some, some 500K purchases and pick the right one to try and make some gap up because your team's just not going to be worth enough to be just be getting guns. Yeah, It's either that strategy or you're going to be cashing down four emergencies to yeah. absolute guys around under 350K, which is not the best strategy, I think.
1: No, there's not many of them out there either that are worth it.
0: No, nah, but Cobbs, was your team worth at the moment?
2: It's 13.9. So, so you're um, right so-
0: on that limit, yeah.
2: Yeah, I've, a lot of my guys are sitting around that 700, 800k, like they're good players, so there's no real plotters, but if I was to, like I'll only have 150k after this bullet of a feeder, so I'll need to do a Carrigan to someone like a Liam Martin, a, a whole lot cheaper, who's almost plod territory, but if he gets those 80-minute games, he's he can be a gun, but we'll talk about later, Panthers, I'm still worried about restings.
0: Oh, absolutely. The thing with Haas, I still think that if you're kind of good with your trades, if you still if you start seeing Hopgood start misfiring after the Broncos buy, I'd be inclined to bring Haas back for Hopgood.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Why not? If you've got the trades,
0: I think that's pretty good. Yeah. So I'm not scared about trading. I actually am going to be trading Haas. Yeah, <laughs> that was a quick turnaround. No, he's out. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I like it. I think Haas and then the I know the next one on the list you mentioned was uh was Tarpany for me out of out of all of them. Again, if you're desperate, I think Haas number one just because yeah, he's missing too many games in the run in, and then you could you could potentially bring him back in towards the end if you wanted to. But with Tarpany, I kind of took a look. Because uh, I think uh, Papali is due back next week after the buy, yeah. And the the numbers are pretty telling. So Tarpini is getting a fifty-one average when Papali is playing, compared to the sixty-four without. So wow. people have jumped on him. So is that sixty-four at the
0: moment? So we've got to find where Papali is and just bash him.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Try and uh, it's a big I don't know, guy, but We
0: might need a whole crew of us. <laughs> I think he'd take all of us on and smash us. Now Horsborough, he's at 826k, so you're going to get plenty of juice if you do sell him. But I think it's a little bit silly considering his form. Jack DeBellin as well, come back very, very well from his HIA. Like he looked in all sorts when that of HIA, mm-hmm. but he's come back, rebounded really, really well. So there's no need to be selling him out either. I think out of the pick, it's the fact that Haas just doesn't play that additional game. Like even though he probably is the best out of the lot, yes. there is a chance that he does get. Some they they made mistake last year by playing him too much, so I still can see maybe another resting for him down the track. So he would probably be my sell out of all those guys. So boys, let's move on to Jermaine Hopgood because I'm getting just a massive amount of just how's the inbox on Instagram there calls because today on Facebook Hopgood like people looking to sell him was just going absolutely nuts.
2: Yeah, there was some big ones. There was uh, more a lot of people just asking who to cash out for because we lost, I think Paddy talked about it, we lost two good cashies or potential cash-outs in uh, Titan's Edge and uh, the centre for the Dogs. Yeah, Ethan Ward, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't remember their names.
0: Yeah, but of course, with, with Hopgood, like I don't think he's an urgent sell. I think he's a track because... The Parra haven't played with their top 17 once this year, but I didn't realise he hasn't played 80 minutes since round 13, so they've been quite conservative with his minutes. His last four games, he's averaged 64, 67, 60, and 65 minutes and pushed out scores of 49, 81, 70, or 58. Considering how high our owner is in a jewel, I don't think that he's a sell.
2: No, nah, especially not this week. I can't see Lane playing 80 coming yeah. back from... He looked... He had good touches last week, but... Little underdone, you've got Davey and Madison, who are both edge players, who can come on and take his edge role. And Brad Arthur has liked to um, play the the edges. Under that 80 minutes, um, Joe O, he, he's, I don't know, that knee looked pretty bad. I don't know if he's in full health either. Mm. But And then uh, Luca Moretti, Moretti he's uh, only a young, and he hasn't been having huge minutes. RCG could have a, a belter of an origin when you've got Gutho and a hooker on the bench, you'd imagine he's going to have to play bigger minutes as well with no Hass being the bigger minute. So I think he's, at least for this week, I don't think he's a, a massive panic seller. So it's, it's almost like that real luxury because everyone's got eight trades there just trying to palm off. But again, who are, you, yeah. who are you punting him to? Like you guys said, all the good ones are out. You'd yeah. be Yeah, you'd be losing out there. I think you can hold him. And then next week, you actually do have some some good uh, mids to actually go to.
0: Yeah, I'm done. I'm having a shocker. This is actually Patty's question, so I might as well turn <laughs> over to you. Patty, any thoughts on Jermaine Hopgood? Uh,
1: I'm, I'm probably going to trade him, but next week. He has to be a hold this week. There's too many others out, I would say. And my main reasoning is I know that at, at his price – He's lucky because of those, you know, not last week, but the two weeks prior, scored a try, which gave him a nice bump in the price. His break-even is actually at... Like, I I am concerned with the bench. So they've got an all-forward bench um, with hands playing 80 minutes. So, And I think they realise, because early season... Like, they just burnt him. They kept playing him 80 minutes and, yeah, you know, everyone was like, yeah, how good is this for fantasy? But from the actual NRL sense, like, he started missing tackles towards the end of each half and he was yeah. causing a bit of problem there. I think they recognised that. They gave him a spell. So, his average playing um, under 70 minutes, I've tried to do. So, he plays under 70 minutes, is 53. So, he, I, I can see him ranging anywhere between 60 to 70. If he drops under 60, his average actually drops like 43. So, that is concerning if that was to happen. So I can see his average dropping. I just can't see you doing it this week. RCG is playing Origin, so he might, you know, be a little bit managed on the weekend. So his minutes for this week should be relatively stable as long as he hits your fifty, keeps his value. I could see him being a trade next week, especially with the round twenty-seven buy. Yeah. So go side like, and to your point, I think the big thing is that we get the chance now to let. For me, the two big ones are Tino and Fafita. Like that's, I want both of them in my team. I don't want to bring him in this week, just again in case there is a resting. But that next week, after all that has passed, I can just go straight Hopgood to one of them with the value remaining the same.
0: Okay, no, I'm I'm holding him, and I'm I'm unless he starts dropping below fifty, I'm holding him all the way to around twenty-seven. I feel, I just I'm comfortable, especially I know the way I trade. I think that's. There's definitely a case where I might have both Parramatta guys, and I don't have another Parramatta gun, so I'm quite comfortable if it comes to worst, and it means that Brendan Hands and Hopgood don't play last round. I think I've got the squad to actually cover it quite well, but yeah, so food, If he, if he starts
1: averaging 53, yeah. right, then Molding, you're happy to hold. Holding him.
0: Okay. Yep, I just think the trade, I can, I've can. i got a pretty strong squad, so I don't need the points that desperately. Now, boys, let's talk about Warriors because they definitely are going to be the topic of discussion over these next couple of weeks because of the likes of Nathan Clittery coming back and uh, a few of us have a lot of these players. Now, they've got to buy-in round 22. I'm holding on to three. I've got SJ, Tohu, and also Chance. Patty. how many you got?
1: Yeah, i got Tohu and SJ.
0: Okay, and Corbs, how many you got, mate?
2: I've got three. Tohu, no, just two. Tohu and CNK. I never got on the SJ bandwagon. It's
0: hurt me. <laughs> yes, That's probably the difference between our teams. Now, boys, they run home. Now they've got Cronulla and Canberra, who they've beaten on the road. So, and then they go into a bye. Their run home is Gold Coast Tigers, Manly, Dragons, and Dolphins. I didn't realise until last week how good this buy, this actual mm-hmm. period. And you know, there's no doubt that the coaches turned things significantly over there. And they're in a good spot to actually make the finals now for the first time, I think, since 2018, from memory. So it's a huge it's a huge play for them coming up this this year. So, what's your thoughts on where you're going to hold? Corb, start with you. Your two plays there. And yeah, I'll hold. Yeah,
2: yeah, I'll hold for those guys because they're they're also in the mix for top four as well. So they're going to win as many games as possible. I don't see any restings for them.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm now a hold on SJ because I just think he's going to accumulate a lot of points in this run home here, Patty. Uh, if, if SJ pulls out this week, I'll trade him.
1: I just think again at his value with two, two missing two games and run home. it changes
0: things significantly, right?
1: It changes things significantly, yeah. And I've got exactly to the dollar. Mate, well, I've in got the I've bank. got
0: heaps of cash.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've got exactly to the dollar in the bank. I, even with my other three trades to go SJ to Cleary, you'll leave me with zero in the bank. But that's that's what I'll BDE.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <That is> BDE. <laughs>
0: if it was ever going to happen, usually I would not tempt to go out to Cleary. We'll talk about Cleary in a sec. But yeah. that, this is one scenario where I would trade. Yeah. Because I'm already not the biggest after... Me and SJ don't get along, mate. <laughs> I've kind of I'm. forgiven him a little bit this year because when <laughs> I went South to Banky. visit New Zealand, he gave me a good score. The last 15 weeks, we've been very, very good partnership together. But I don't forget the past. No, you can't. So, you forgiven, but you're not forgotten. Exactly. exactly. So he can easily be out of Kent FC very quickly. So the guy I think actually is a trade during that time, like CNK, I'm just finding it too many players like for like. And i have also brought in Ronnie to be a 19th man for a reason. I've got to trust Ronnie. That was just an outlier game last week. He'll be back. Yeah. The Sharks attack too much down the left for him not to be back. But the thing with Tohu is Cameron Murray's 50K cheaper. Yeah. And then the way he's accumulating money, like you can either go straight top for Mo Fodawaka or you can go Tino for 100K more. Mm. So I'm just seeing too many players at the same level or maybe even better than Tohu – and also, Tohu also carries the risk of injury every week. Getting older, he's had both ankle and MCL injury this year. Him seeing out eight games, that's mm. a big ask. Yeah. So if it is the, maybe the, the guy that actually do, I don't think all three are needs to be trade Again, there'll be too much luxury. But I do, I do think holding three during that period is too much. And if one was to go, I think Tohu would be my safe guy to go.
1: Yeah, I like that. But I am a man of luxury,
0: so he'll... You yeah, are a man he, of He'll be, He'll be out. and start calling <laughs> you Bruce Wayne or something. Oh, I like that. That's all right. All right, boys, let's talk about Connolly lemu Elohi Corbs. Now, he survived a lot of people's teams last week, so he didn't drop as much cash, and his break-even has significantly dropped, even though it's still pretty high at 48. Still at 521K. Did score a nice little try there last week. Mate, Kafusi's back, and he's still in the starting lineup. So is it one of those things, Corbs, we're riding this to the round 21 buy for people that hold?
2: Yeah, I think so. I'm a holder. Um, Yeah, the 45's not over-flattering when he scored a try but he's with his floor um, in that edge position and then when you look at the other centre positions, Mm. um, I think he's just, and we've seen a little bit probably, he's I don't know if you could call him pedigree, but he has a little bit of a history of scoring quite well in the edge position and it's a a centre scoring person in an edge position. So, I think with Unless you're going to that sort of really high end centre scoring position, um, like your Holmes or Tago. Um, but the only guy I'd really sell to would be Holmes, and I just can't spend that amount of coin on a centre,
0: yeah. to be honest. Corpse, now with uh, Val Meninga being out as well, that would have caught out so many people because people have been lining Val up kind of over this origin period. Got a nice little run. Actually, scored a pretty good try. His defense was awful last week on Brian Kelly, though. So I can see that why he's out of the team. But is he a trade this week, Val?
2: Yeah, that's a hard one. Well, I think with the eight trades he is, you could go to someone that's probably going to be a little bit safer because yeah. he's he's been burnt the last two weeks in defense and they've got their full contingent. They've even got Brenko Lee on the bench. So I would imagine... You know, even if he did get one more shot, <clears throat> he'd have to shoot the lights out, and his defence is still going to get caught out. Like we got talked um, by Martin at the start of the season, he saw it and pinpointed it. So you can imagine every opposing centre is going to be targeting him again if he gets another start.
0: Yeah, and this is the reason why I went Seb Chris, not because I thought he was going to score 50 in the last week. I only really budgeted for a 30. He did kind of out, like fluky it a little bit with that try at the end. Seb Chris just has so much job security, and Xavier Savage is injured again. That was always my worry about spending up to Val Meninga, It was an additional 60K, and Val literally having zero job security.
2: Yeah, he'd been scoring really, like, Better than I thought, Valmaninga wasn't he? But uh, yeah, Chris, he's my boy. I bought Chris in too. I've, I've been a fan. <laughs> did, from day you, one. did you, mate? Did you? From day one. Yeah,
0: day one, baby. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> was, you're welcome, I, mate.
2: I was. I was. Uh, wasn't in the chat bagging you, but I did bag you and B about <laughs> Chris, and then I, uh, while I was off the pod for a couple of weeks, I went behind your backs and snaked and got him.
0: Yeah, I know you did. I know you did, bud. <laughs> now, boys, let's talk a little bit about this kind of roulette around the centers. We'll talk about Holmes, Gagai, and then probably go into Tungo, Lomax, and then Tomoko as well. I'll start with Holmes here, boys. Probably the premium pick, but very expensive. 674K, break even of 26. A last three of 77, 61, and 71. Two of those are against the Storm and Bunnies, just to kind of show what he's got. You know, that left side dominant attack from the Cows there is, is looking pretty good there with Did and Drinkwater as well. He's the goal kicker, which gives him a little bit of extra spice over these other guys except for Lomax. Does have that round 24 buy, and obviously he's backing up from Origin in round 20. The Cows actually do have quite a, a run home with Para, Bronco, Sharks, and Panthers all appearing in that final eight games. So that'll be my only concern that they do run into some hard games, but I think he is probably the pick if you've got the money and the trades, but... Let's go to the next guy, Corbs, one of your local guys, Dane Gagai. He's coming back from a foot injury, 640K break, even to 52. What's your thoughts on him?
2: Yeah, I just, he's like the fifth highest. You've only got Manu, Holmes, Bird, and Farnworth also up there who has been playing good. Fifth highest scoring centre. He's had a couple of ordinary games just in the last few where he scored a, a 31 against the Panthers. And then... You look back fourth and fifth game, uh, Eagles forty one and a Sharks twenty four. Mm. I just I don't know if I can spend six hundred and forty k on him when I've got Manu and Lemueli in those positions already. Uh, and then Chris is my backup, so I think not that I want to play Chris, but if one of those were to get injured or dropped, then I would probably go to a Holmes instead of Gagawa.
0: Yeah, every time we talk about these centers, seems like a luxury. But Paddy, next guy on the list is Isaac Tungo. 609k break even at 14. Yeah. What's your thoughts on him? I think if you're going to get him, it has to be this week. Just with that break
1: even, It's um, very low, isn't it? It's very low and I mean, yeah, we've we kind of we've spoken about this before, but he averaged 42 with Cleary versus the 55 without. So the chin dynamic could take effect again. Like if Chin does come in, you know, if, like are you kind of buying him when he's on this upward trajectory and he's been dominant on that left side and then Nathan comes back in and things kind of resort back to normal. And the next thing you know, if you spent bloody over 600K on somebody, who's just gone to average you 40. Yeah. So it's not, yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, I think that, I feel like he's probably the best option out of um, this next tier, just because he is still really solid. Obviously, a 42 from a centre playing centre is still really solid. And he's really grown this year. I feel like he's actually having a really great season. Um, so... But like, that's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. I would say that if you wanted to punt Lemuelu, like if you were keen on getting rid of him and you
0: could pull the trigger early before the buy, then that's what I'd That's what I'd be doing. Yeah, I think so too. Now, Corbs, uh, Zaki Lomax, your boy, 598k, break even to 13. Spent 20 minutes last week at, at fullback as well, mate. But last three scores of 39, 46, and 91. Any interest here, mate?
2: Nah, I, I reckon that 99 is a trap. Or 91, sorry, is a trap. Oh, I, I don't think, even if he was named at fullback, I know it was a long time ago, he had those two games where he was horrendous, I don't think he's going to score as well as he will. Just off this year, the Dragons have been clunky as, um, yeah, I, not for me. I'd be going towards those other big dogs in the centre position, um, mainly your Holmes, Manu, Farnworth. Yep. Um He's your very risky pod, I guess. Like, If he was named fullback, would you two boys consider?
0: No, nah, I don't think so. We just don't know too much about him, right? Nah. Like, yeah. That's right. Yeah. He's also He's been asked to leave, hasn't he? Well, yeah. I think that was just their way of saying pick your game up, I think. Yeah, okay. He's on fullback money. So it makes sense to actually troll him there, I think. The last guy on the list, boys, Matt Tomoko, 567K, coming off a career game last year, week. I think he's in the spot where... He's kind of rising up towards Tungo's price as well. The only thing I don't like is their draw. In the run home, they've got New Zealand, they've got Melbourne, Broncos, and the Sharks. So he did well to shake off that injury last week. He definitely is, in terms of their outside backs, the most strike. And I think it was you, Corps that actually predicted that in the preseason when he was around that 400K. So it was a good pick by you, mate, over the the preseason. But it's one of those things that if you don't have the money, then I will get him, but... Let's let rank if, everyone. Rank there. If you could pick two of these guys, just put just put your one and two.
2: Corbs, why don't you start? Um, my one would be. I'm just trying to find it now. One would be Holmes. Uh, two would be, Tomoko. Three Tago.
0: Nice. I'm going to say Tungo one, Holmes two, and then Tomoko three, and Tungo probably Price and Team Patty. Yeah, uh,
1: Tungo would be first just because, yeah, no more buys and playing really well. At two, I'd probably go Gagai just for the pot option. He's having a really good year. And he's had a couple of low for games for I go for the nice, but, you know, he's killing it. Like, you know, he's having a cracker of years. <laughs> just say it's because you go from Newcastle. No, nah, he's having a good year. He's having a good year. And uh, as Andy would do, warning, you know, warning, 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 I do have him in a draft league. In how many he's, draft leagues do you have? Just one, one draft league. Don't lie, league. you've and got eight draft leagues. He's killing it. He's killing it. Uh, and then three would be Tomoko. Um, I'm also an owner of Tomoko, which I'm quite happy about. But, yeah, he's having a stellar year. And after this week, no more no more buys.
0: That was a really good analysis by me last week to pick Ronnie over Tomoko. <laughs> And he cost me 87 points. <laughs> and cost me 70K. Oh, man. Look. That's like getting double demerits, I think. Yeah, it is double demerits. But twice on the same speed camera on the same day. Yeah, sometimes. That's just silly. Absolute silliness. Boys, Jerry Marshall King, 644K. Now, I just think it's too much to hold him. He's not playing this week. Going to buy next week. Just don't do it to yourself. you got two options here. Now, I think you can upgrade to Harry Grant quite easily. 752k, so that's very much in line. So that's, what, 108k. One out of left field that I don't mind having a look at, boys, is Reid Marnie. Now, I know everyone calls him cardboard shoulders and all that sort of stuff, but he looks super comfortable with Toby Sexton into the team and Matt Burden back to 5'8 on the weekend, getting a few forwards back in the mid-rotation there too. He's at 549k, so quite a little discount there that I don't mind swapping. was even thinking of maybe swapping baller to him as well. He's got a last three of 52, 44, and 59. So everyone that Doggies play is going to be difficult, but they've got the Broncos and Penrith back-to-back. So especially the Penrith family, expecting them to do a bit of defense in that one, which couldn't get his merits back up. But if you're running out of cash and you have the cash to go up to Harry Grant and you're probably looking and you probably, you know, want to maybe a little bit of a pod, maybe Reed Marty could be a little look in there for you. Before we go to the topic of the night, which is DC versus Munster boys, I want to talk to you a little bit about concerns. So, the three guys that underperformed last week, IPAP, Ronaldo and Penasini. Why don't we start with Ronaldo, Pat, because I've got him and I need some advice. He's dropped, he's had last three of 34, 45 and 7, but do I panic or do I back the faith of Fitz to return him back?
1: You definitely don't panic. Like... At the end of the day, he's a winger. He has a game like that in him. I think, like, what's his other lower score this year? I was taking a look. It was like it was, 17 or was something. was that round one game. Yeah, you know, so, but if you take those out, he's still averaging 40 this year. So what's the, like, there is no panic. He just had the game. And at the end of the day, when you look at that game, if Talakai passes it, then he gets a double, right? Like, Ronnie could have just as easily have scored the tries that Talakai ended up netting. Like the that edge just was shot, Talakai took the line on, he scores. Otherwise, it goes out the back to Ronnie. And next thing you know, Ronnie gets the double. He's not seven, he's on 47. So yeah, I think you just back it. And again, like even at that price, you saw a 40 average, you know, winger, which is really great. And they do typically favor that left side. So yeah, it's just one of those things. Just, could have happened to anyone. Yeah, yeah. Could have, anyone, you know, one of your top-scoring players or mid-rangers gets a HIA, they have a bad week. It is what it is.
0: Yeah, Pennison is the other one. I'll cover him. He's at 569K. He had a 16 last week, but no Moses or Gutho. That was my only concern because he was on my hit list as well, but once I saw those two, they contribute to a lot of his ball. So outlier game as well. The only concern I have with Penasini, and I wouldn't be buying him in because I wouldn't be extending into Parramatta players now, you might need to get rid of him at some point because of that last round bye, especially if you don't be covering any centres. But Corbs, another guy that's in the inbox a lot is Isaiah Papalehi here because his last two scores of 44 and 30 is putting him back on the spotlight. A lot of people brought him in for these buy rounds. Thoughts? Is he in a similar mould to kind of Ronaldo, mate?
2: Yeah, I think let him have one more week. They're playing the Tigers. Ah, Tigers. They're playing the Knights. Sorry, Paddy. But um, they... They're not sort of a defensive power. So they've been playing good footy and staying in the game. But I think he's going to have a bit more opportunity this week. And then you've got the a bit more of a look at who to go to. His break even's only sixty. 60. Uh, yeah, you know he's a big scorer. I think we can just wait. wait. How many dates have you given him already? I think you and B gave it him... This is your third date? I'm,
0: I'm, I'm going to extend him to five. I think he's got the track record to be... It's like dating Pamela Anderson back in the day. You'd give her five easily. But
1: he doesn't have the track record on the left edge, does he? Oh no, he's,
0: he's got some track record at Parramatta on there. Don't so I
1: don't know. This is my last date with him. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. like Pamela Anderson.
2: Well, yeah, because she's past well, the prime.
0: She is past the prime. To, he's 50, <laughs> she was fifty-seven good, and in the nineties, mate. She was yeah. fantastic.
2: Fifty-seven and eighty-two. But then, yeah, he's why do you got? A,
0: why have you still got a picture of Pamela Anderson behind you, <laughs> Colby?
2: Her last two. His last two. Uh, 44 and 30, so I think, yeah, you've got to give him one more date.
0: Yeah, one or two, I think. If he scores under 50, he's gone. Yeah, but you got a million trades. Oh,
1: it, but you can't... Like, he's going to bleed so okay. much money.
0: I would trade him before I'd trade Hopgood. I would too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. If, he, if he scores under 50, and you know what? Fair enough, I'll fair play. It is against the Knights, so he should have more attacking yeah. if upside. if he wants
0: to be a bum, like... So,
1: yeah, like it is what it is. He swaps yeah. edges. He's played like this all year with Bateman on the right edge.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. All right, before we go to topic of the night, we've got that, DCE and versus Munster. We've also got the cashies to have a little chat about. Just want to give a quick plug to Game Day Squad who extended their weekly cash prizes for both capped and open leagues in AFL and NRL. Top three per round, win cash of 1000 bucks for first, 500 for second, 250 for third. It's not too late to jump in because it's just weekly prizes from here. So, they're also playing Fantasy over Origin. So, jump in tomorrow because just set your team for the Origin game. Plenty more cash and prizes to win. So, gamedaysquad.com or just download the app now. Now, also, just remember, in the fast-paced financial landscape, timing is everything. That's why James, first to the market in Australia, AI share trading is here to next level your investment game. So James analyzes a single stock in just 73 seconds, real time data moving every 15 minutes. So it will give you a competitive edge to succeed for a limited time only. They are offering an exclusive 20% discount to everyone that signs up. Simply sign up, contact them in the app, mention that you love talking league. That unlocks the offer. Always look at the terms and conditions. That always applies. So check it out at James app. That's spelled J-A-A-I-M-S-A-P-P or all the details are in the show notes. Boys, topic of the night: D C E versus Munster, which I'm really looking forward to. Actually, having a bit of a yarn about now. Boys, D C E is at 714k, a break even of 54. Very similar on Munster side, 718k, a break even of 52. I think I put all on this one. I just want to make sure. Did I? Yep. Thank God, because it's not make another mistake. <laughs> All right, why don't we start with you? Because I think you're pretty excited, Patty, about Munster. Why don't you take it away?
1: You said it best in our chat, mate. If you want vanilla missionary, <laughs> you go DC. But if you want some spice and you want to roll ride that roller coaster, you go Money Munster. Oh, it's the
0: three way with Munster. <laughs>
1: yeah. So look, I I like <laughs> Munster. I feel is just he's he's got the he's got the end of season form. So I've done the analysis and I've probably mentioned it, uh, maybe last week as well. So last two years, he's averaging anywhere between 62 to 67 for the, over the past two seasons. So he finishes strongly. He's had a good origin series. I think Melbourne are going to fight for that top four. I don't think it's as easy as they're in there. Like they're tying with points. There's a lot. There's a log jam up the top. So I think they need to win games. He's going to be a big part of it. And he's just fun. Like he's, He's one of my favorite players in the NRL and I hate to say that cuz he's a Queenslander but he is. he's one he is of my favorite fun. like he's fun to watch and there have been games where he's also a frustrate I feel like he fits my team because I don't have I'm chasing like I want to gain ranks and I want to I'm probably going to have a few different pods towards the end of the year and utilize my trades. Yep. So for him he's a he's a all or nothing. So he's either gonna give me that forty or he's got he's more likely to
0: push a seventy to eighty than DC, I feel. So unusual that he's added six tackles in average. What, is he getting angry out there? Oh, but I, he's missed at one point two, which which does happen when you attempt more tackles.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think yeah, they just probably target him a little bit more. The the probably the only thing is that there's a lot of coaches out there that if you don't like the roller coaster, right? The thing with Munster, and because I watched I do own him in a draft as well, so warning to that. But it means I watch his games a lot this year. Yeah. There have been games where at halftime he's on 45 and he ends
0: the game on, like, 46. And, and flip and side yeah. as well. Some games where he's on three at halftime.
1: Yeah, and then he explodes in the second half. He doesn't have an 80-minute inning. So, you know, like, you got to be prepared for that if you're going to own him. Um, but I am prepared for that. And at that price, I, I can see him ending over 800k.
0: His, his stats are super strange. Like, his tries and try assists are just in line, right? But his kick metres, he's kicked for an extra 65 metres, run for an, a less nine, made more tackles, less offloads, it's a very, very unusual sort of stack. Are you concerned about having both Grant and Munster in your team, and potentially both of them getting rested in one of these rounds, and potentially sitting what upwards of one point five million for a round on the bench? Well, they've already been rested throughout. Harry like hasn't.
1: Well, he's been managed though, right? I've had Garlic slight. come in only slightly. Harry's probably more of a risk of arresting than Munster. I feel, and. Like, is there a concern? Yeah, I guess. But at the end of the day, with with Grant separately, he's going to end the year as the best hooker. Mm. So I feel like you're going to probably want to jump on there at some point. Um, and with Munster, I just don't see, I just don't see them resting him when they know, like Craig's been here. Uh, sorry, like Bellyeck's been here before. He knows that if he's not making the top four, it's a missed opportunity. It's what happened last year; they got bounced by the Raiders. Like he needs to make the top four. I yep. just can't see them giving away that luxury when Munster's more than capable of powering through for the rest of the season.
0: Corpse, just bring you into this chocolate slash three-way, Money Munster, <laughs> thoughts, mate?
2: Chocolate fondue. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards DCE. I think you sort of hit the nail on the head there. There's a lot of mouths to feed at the Storm. And once they get into cruise mode, he's one to sit back. Yeah. Um, so they, they've got a couple of tough games on their run home. Um, they've got the Panthers, Broncos last game of the season. Who knows what that will look like? Because if they're both, they're both up the top there. And, and at the moment, there's what two teams, and then they're sitting third and fourth and 5th They're all on twenty six points. Yeah, but yeah. They, they, there's no clear top four yet. Um, even the Panthers and Broncos sitting up there, they're only two clear. So. They've got a few easy games in their nights, uh, Dragons, Titans, even the Roosters this weekend. It could be one sort of where they shut off at halftime, like you said, with the the one point in the second half. You look at the Eagles, we all know Cherry Evans, he backflips, he's selfish. If they're up (laughs) by 40, he'll keep going to get those points. And you look at their run, they've got the bottom three, they've got the Spooners, they play the Dragons, Bulldogs and Tigers all in their run home. They've got the Cows this weekend, I thought might have been a little bit of an origin resting, but then the Sharks, Roosters, and Panthers. So they've got a bit of a mix there, but DCE has proven in the past that it doesn't matter. He can score in both strong opposition and he can be a flat-track bully. So just looking at this, he got a 92 against the Storm uh, in round seven and 74. And what I did just pick up too, Without Jake Tobiovich, he lost a little bit of points.
0: Yeah, he did. It was like ten points.
2: Yeah, it's. Uh, I think I had a twelve. So, with Jake, he has an average of sixty-two. Without was fifty point five, and yep. that probably helped him reduce his price a little bit over the past. So I think you're getting a bit more bang for your buck with DC as well.
0: I just, I do think the suiting of your team. Like I've got Grant and Nelson, so. I've got no, yeah. man, I've got no manly players, so it, that's why I'm leaning towards DCE, mate. Well,
2: I've got a meanie as well, so that's probably also a factor in my decision as well.
0: Yeah, I, I do think it's just a, it is one of those things, especially towards those last two games that it could happen. But Melbourne's definitely not as strong as previous years but in terms he, of. Their he's probably position. top
2: of my list if Carrigan doesn't play. I'm going to go Kagan, DCE.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. They play two hours later. If he's in the 19, he's one of the players that will play. So, yeah, I think that's a smart decision. I'll probably be making the same with Payne Haas is the guy to probably go. But, yeah, so I'm DCE. Corb's your DCE. And you're going three-way, Munster.
1: I'm going Munster, man. Yeah. all on. I'm going to yeah. back him this weekend when we watch him on Saturday.
0: <laughs> no, it's always fun when you watch plays live. So... Yeah, it's a very interesting discussion because they average literally the same. I think it just, yeah, again, just depends on what suits your team best. And it's nearly as good as, like you said, like, do you like Munster's face better? Like, that's how silly (laughs) this can get. Like, if you like him, you think he's cuter. You get him in. To, to Corbis, if you, he might be your hero. Get him in. Exactly. You <laughs> might like dressing like him. You to, get him in. To Corb's narrative before, DC definitely owns himself
1: on Supercoach. You know there was a Oh like you know the week when he made captains himself. Yeah, like there's a chat around how there are some players that really focus on their stats in like in fantasy and supercoach. So I reckon I reckon DC is one of those plays. You can tell when he does like a selfish offload for no reason and the game's dead, you can tell he's just doing it. Yeah. He should have played NBA. He's <laughs> <laughs> <Is> that
0: selfish. <laughs> boys, let's have a look at, to finish, we'll have a look at a few cashies because TLT wasn't kind with a few cashies getting missing this week. The likes of guys like Key, is it Keyward or Q Key, Key Ward? Kai Ward. Key Ward. Key Ward. I thought he played sensationally last week. Very unlucky to be missing. But let's have a look at the kind of the higher end here, boys, with... Probably two guys that a lot of people are already on. Seb Chris and Brendan Hands. Brendan Hands here, Paddy. 376k, break-even of 13. 70-minute-plus hooker. And we kind of missed the boat if you haven't jumped on.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, you probably have, but... If you really needed that cash down, because you kind of mentioned it before, all the actual decent cash out options kind of vanished. <laughs> like you or know,
0: have got a buy with one, yeah,
1: all the yeah or have a buy. So if you're if you're still keen, I mean, at the end of the day, you're still picking up an eighty minute hooker. Um, but yeah, he's scoring. He's only going to get you thirty to thirty five. So he's just going to be an emergency, you know, twentieth man, and you know he'll he'll net you that in a pinch. Um, there was some chat. Apparently, Hodgson came out saying that he wants to be back for the finals for him. And then I've heard another mm. report where no, that's it. He's neck injury means the year's done. So there, like, there is some potential that Hodgson comes back. The only thing is that, I you know, He have to get ha- back into the team. Yeah, Hands has played right? better. Like at night, like they look better. Power's played better ever since Hands stepped in. So I think job security is pretty good. Um, and again. With the round twenty-seven by I don't really think that should throw you off because he he shouldn't be in your best seventeen anyway. Yeah. So it's not as if come round twenty-seven
0: and he's a red dot. It shouldn't matter by that point. Yeah. I, so, think, I yeah. think so too. Now, uh, Corbs, Seb, Chris, the man, probably averages and you know he's probably going to turn up next game. He's in form three three hundred and forty k, mate. So he's a jewel, mate. I love the Blake.
2: Oh, I love him too. For a bloke I was ragging on for three weeks, he's now my favourite player. <laughs> I'm captain him <laughs> next week. <laughs> um, as good and as big as we are on him, I'm saying I wouldn't buy him from here on in. Yeah,
0: too expensive. You had to beat him last week.
2: Yeah, well, he served his purpose perfectly last week, getting 50 points in a buy round for such a cheap player who is just going to sit, as a non-scoring player for the rest of the time. So, I think if you were to cash out, there could be some cheaper ones next week.
0: Yeah. I I, I really think that the the safe play here, boys, is the wait for Munro. Like, just be patient and just get Munro next week, 280K. Like, the more you think about it, the more you think that his job security is... They brought him into first grade for a reason.
1: Yeah. He looks good.
0: And outside, he hasn't even played outside what, you know, the Columetungian and Campbell Graham yet. Like... Yeah. Yeah. So him. his security hasn't even been there, and yeah. he's been playing good, and yeah. he's been through four grades this year.
2: <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. They. I don't think he'll keep his spot.
0: You don't think so? What? Are you going to yeah. go for Kenner or Nil, Probably.
2: Well, they they bought in sort of out necessity that first week, and then on the weekend against a young bulldog side, there's just no pressure. When there's a pressure game, yeah, true. Uh, it'll be a big, big call for him to play out the rest of the season into finals when they've got some pretty experienced, like I know Milne's got a uh, a sort of few sort of red cards and silly mistakes in him, but he he has shown he can do the job as well.
0: Yeah, mate, what, because you've tracked him a little bit in the lower grades, haven't you?
2: Yeah, it, well, he's put on a bit of weight. It went, oh, the first time I saw him, he jumped about two metres in the air for this this uh, bomb over the corner, like right in front of me. I was like, who's that? And they're like, oh, it's Munro, dude. And it, he was like, whip it. But he's put on a bit of weight now, and he's just obviously got speed to burn. He's got a bit of a package, but he's still lacking a bit of weight. And we've talked about before, they're playing week in, week out NRL, uh, it, it can sort of hit you. And for such a quick rise, like you've mentioned, mm. in those grades, I don't know if he's just going to sit there and stay um, as a fresh young winger who's probably under a few kilos, He's a future star, so I think they'll they'll do this Manage one him right. A bit, yeah. yeah. I, I that's just my call, but I could be wrong. He is a gun.
0: He's definitely yeah, we'll definitely have to check him out. He's, yeah, like you said, very, very good play. can never break even a negative five next week. But other guy on the list, Brennan Piacura, three hundred and five K, retains his spot. Ricky's still out for probably another six weeks. So he's two starts, thirty one and twenty nine. So if you're looking for a guy with job security, I think He's got pretty good security, but I don't think he's going to be averaging anywhere over kind of 35 anytime soon. So, got a lot of defensive issues there, Brennan Piercura. So, not the worst one. At least he's starting, that's for sure. Paddy, now, Q, you said, how do you Kawhi Ward? We're going to rub him off the list. Koi. Yeah. Ward. Now, why don't we just have a look at, well, the other guy I did originally want to have a look at was Jacob Alec, because I thought he was fantastic on the weekend. It's I've got great. a feeling that bench is going to change. Yeah, I mean, it has
1: bit, Well, I, they've carried a similar.
0: He'd be bigger than the four of them put
1: together. They've carried a similar bench though this year, having like the dual utility. It's it's buzzer. maybe Freddie's a consultant,
0: but it's like the you know in the NBA they all went small, small ball. Is yeah. like, is that what they're doing?
1: I don't know, I don't know. But yeah, I was um, yeah, he looked really good, and uh, especially with Skimson getting HIA, I thought that was like a no-brainer to just pop him into the edge. But um, yeah, Khaleesi Haas is uh secure
0: that spot instead. Not too bad. I thought Alex whatever I saw about sixty minutes was better than anything I've seen from Cleese House this year.
1: Yeah, I thought I agree. Well maybe it's all still a ploy, mate. Big 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 brother Payne is uh still coming off contract, so maybe they're just pumping him up. Trying to
0: yeah, get him over. Especially with Tino now a free agent. And <laughs> yeah.
2: They're playing the El- I was looking at the L side here too. They're that's one of their strongest sides all year too. Yep. Weird bench for a big pack like, they're playing a big pack.
0: Yeah, very big pack of forwards against Parramatta. But, boys, what about Jake Simpkin here? 376k, pretty much comes to the end. He had a... Like, he came back to the pack last week, his last negative game, but he might only see maybe 20, 30 minutes here, Corbs, at a pinch. Like, what do you do with him? Because he's very awkwardly priced because people probably expected him to probably rise into that mid-400s. Now, he's just kind of like... It's not that he was a waste of a trade, but just he's that he's fallen into this awkward price where you're either going to have to spend significantly up and use all your cash in the bank or go all the way back down.
2: Yeah, who do you go to? There's no, is there's, there one.
0: is no straight swap for him.
2: No, like especially with those two late pullouts and your potential one in Munro next week. Because mm. um, then it's it's sideways even to Seb yes. Chris and Yoni are banking 30K, which is just such a waste of a trade. So... Yeah, that one hurts. I'd have to dive a little bit deeper into that one. Who would you go to there? Mate, oh, you'd
0: probably be inclined to I guess you could not
2: play him with a 10 break even and just sit a and week. Then get a bit better gauge next week with um once all teams are back and we're just back to that one buy.
0: Yeah, I guess that's probably your best bet because you're hoping that Munro makes a... The other guy that you probably could go to, it is a bit of a punt, is Blakey Wilson, 297k but he does swap yep. wings because I add O'Cars back this week and you know he said that three starts he had 43 11 and 69 but like you just said with Munro they're marking each other on the weekend right so you're looking at two rookies you're not going to get that every single week and he switches sides his next three at Broncos Penrith and Dolphins as well before they go into a buy not easy stuff
2: yeah, and it, well, he only missed the one tackle from six, Blake Wilson. But that Munro, he missed three tackles from six on the weekend yep. against Wilson, who you just said like he's not a out and out first grader. He will be. He looks good, but yeah, when they come up against a, a Toto or a um, you know, a Sevo, <laughs> that's a tough night out in the office.
0: Boys, this is a little bit off topic. Jacob Carraz at four hundred and ten k. Is that maybe a straight swap for Jake Simpkin because he, he appears in the centres this week? 410k, considering what we saw at the start of the season. He did have a 47 last week, again, against a very understrength South Sydney team. But, Paddy, did he come on your radar at all this week? No. I
1: like that he's at centre. And Corb's probably has a bit more info on him, maybe because he was in the, that night system. But um, from what I understand, he was a natural centre. So and they've kind of gave they gave him a start last year on the wing and he obviously did really well, but he's got that natural tackle breaking game. So I can't. He might actually be a decent center option.
0: He, he didn't. He played some games in center, didn't yeah, he? I'm last just, I'm just, year,
1: I'm just looking at it now. I actually think he scored. I'm sure, he really went well. to a
0: game against Parramatta where he scored a double on like a. Will, will he be left? Weekend. He will be right. Yeah, it'll be interesting because they got Braden Burns in there as well. He was playing left center last week. So whether they switch him over again. Mm-hmm. His first
1: game was at center, sorry, here we go. So his first his debut round seven against the Broncos was at center. Sixty nine minutes, he got a HIA, no tries, no try assists for a forty eight. But okay. he so he had seven tackle breaks and four offloads. That's where I was kinda of like, Wow, it's this pretty guy. good. Yeah, he's got really good base in that in that department. So he could become a, a gun center.
0: But nineteenth man, maybe? As a as a pinch, I wouldn't be putting him in my seventeen, but if he knitted cash down and Someone with, you know, fairly. With a
1: date.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'd give him a date. I'm with you because What's he's his- got that tackle busting ability. And if he's getting more ball, ball, early ball, then, yeah, he could, like his price point, he could be a really good get as that third centre.
0: Yeah, because break even at 32. So, again, maybe he even, even isn't a cash down. If he starts scoring well, you could even maybe get chance down to him as well, get some more money. Well, the-
2: He's got two tough games. He's got the Broncos and Panthers, Panthers, so we get a good look at him. And if he holds on to like a 40 sort of-ish average yeah. and, and gives us a couple of attacking plays to give us some hope, then he's got the run home of Dolph. Or actually, they've got a buy. So maybe is that sort of last little Knights, Raiders, Eagles, Titans run home.
0: Yeah, not too bad. Nice little cheeky. Like watch list, but he's definitely. Yeah, I can't really see him getting a duel, Unfortunately, I think he's Just on the left. Actually, on that.
1: Just reading the team list, he's in
0: jersey number four, which is usually the left center. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he lines up. Hey,
2: that uh, that good time with kickout coming back, in that but... deadly left edge. We went on about all preseason. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that bloke's having a laugh this year. He must oh, be getting man. paid per week. Like he'll be on eight hundred grand, right? Yeah, he's like... on big dollars. He's,
2: he's working at Tino's pub. <laughs> 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 I don't uh, mind that. He's worth a date,
0: Carras. Yeah, I think so too. I think I think might be spot on with their kind of run home that have you got the run home in front of you there, Corpse?
2: Yeah, mate, yeah, they got Bronx, Panthers, Dolphins, then the bye. So you'd think Kickout's gonna probably come back, Panthers. They had him penciled in for Panthers, Dolphins, round twenty two. Panthers, Panthers is coming back. Yeah, cool. And then um yeah, round twenty four on, Knights, Raiders, Eagles, and Titans.
0: Well there was You know, them moving Jacob Preston to the right edge, I think, starts to signify that he's coming back. He must be close. They wouldn't be doing that intent. Because Preston's been killing on the left edge. There was a
1: chance he was back this week,
0: from what I read. I reckon he's lining himself up for his teammates Mm. next week, for sure. All right, boys, that was a good show. Corpse, we'll see you tomorrow, mate. Best of luck with the game. And, yeah, we'll be chucking some shit at you.
1: (laughs) We don't want to talk about captains. Oh, giving a redemption. Oh, round do you music. have
0: do you have something on your uh, mind?
1: Yeah, I've got. I'm, I'm Captain Ponga for the listeners out. There. Okay. So for the listeners out there that okay. know my debacle two weeks ago, I captained him against the Why Panther would you side, want to do this to yourself again?
0: And I'm just giving him a I'm giving him a right of reply. But mate, every time you get close to this top thousand, you mate, I was in the top Callum 600 at one. You back Ponga? Why are you doing this? Uh, just don't know, a Bit of fun.
1: I'm going to be out on the beers on Saturday after Disney on Ice as well. Oh, that's yeah, my what's narrative. that about? There you go.
0: So is this the way that you convinced your wife to let you go and have a big afternoon session Yeah, I just said
1: I just said, Dave, I'm going to have to recover. I've got Disney on Ice. Pong is only going to get 30 as my captain. I just need massive, So what time is Disney decline. on Ice? Disney on Ice kicks off at like 10 o'clock.
0: Is this at the like Kudos so, Bank?
1: Yeah. So what a, what a change of scenery for me. I'm going to go for Disney on Ice. How long Disney does that go ice. for? <sighs> too long. <laughs> could go for half
0: an hour, it's too long.
2: Are, are you going Heinz, TK? Yeah,
0: I think so, mate. Why change a good thing, mate?
2: What about if you bought in Clit or you can't really, because
0: 'cause you'd yeah. the chin. Nah.
2: Too too late. Nah. Clit Jump is- on with me. Captain Ponga. Yeah, no, I, I think if little. I was to, I would think about it because they're playing the Warriors over there, it could be the um could be that game where they stifle the sharks.
0: Nah. The boys told me it's like they want payback. Oh yeah. They're Tommy.
2: Oh, they do too, actually. They decided that's not good. to be flat trackers that, anymore. Yeah,
0: that monsoon game. I don't think they said the very flat track though. They finally <laughs> want to <laughs> beat a to- they said they finally want to beat a top eight team.
2: <laughs> that was a that was a tough day for you with all the buddy Warriors supporters in our talking. Oh no chat. doubt. That's Tim amazing.
0: Tim was like I think his wife said <laughs> that was, I think that was the happiest she ever she's ever seen Tim or something. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, funny stuff alright Corbs we'll see you for a bit tomorrow after your game mate but good best of luck in the game too mate proud of you too
2: easy I think I'll need it we're the underdogs <laughs>
0: <laughs> we might get a start by the sound of things <laughs> Paddy I'll see you, at Origin, mate. see you at Origin mate see you there have you got a jersey yeah I've got a jersey mate don't, nice.
1: have, don't have my wish one which one do no, you have uh, I've got a nice retro one Oh, dear. Nice retro, yeah. Nice 80s one.
0: Yeah, nice. I like it.
1: Might be a bit cold, but we'll see how we go.
0: Well, ever since I haven't seen... (laughs) I bought mine at the start of the series. Still haven't seen a win in it yet. I'm zero from two. Jeez. It's like my Shark's Heritage jersey. (laughs) Last time I wear that fucking thing either. All right, boys and gentlemen, stay tuned. We're actually going to me (laughs) and Brendan. (laughs) Take it away, TK. (laughs) All right, guys. I'll be doing the Q and A tonight with our second ranked Brenton AB. I was thinking about this, like because you and Nigel are so neck and neck. I think you're Rafael Nadal, and he's Novak Djokovic. I think either of you could actually take take the title, mate.
3: Uh, so so does that mean we can deport him for not being vaccinated, and then I just <laughs> naturally get the win?
0: <laughs> nah, mate. You want to take it? Oh, you want you want to play him in the final, buddy?
3: Yeah, that's it. I, I'd much rather be considered Federer in that, out of all of that. But you know, he's um, he's still doing really good, and he's still got a big lead on everyone. So um, yeah, we'll hopefully put in some strategies to to catch him slowly but surely. there right. we
0: go. All right, Raphael. What what trades you? I know a lot of people tuning in to know what trades you're doing, mate. So before <laughs> we get to the questions, what are you doing?
3: Uh, only making the one at the moment. Uh, it's going to be uh, Dream Buller out. And I am undecided on DCE or Munster. Mm. Um, I want to watch the game of Origin and I will pretty much just pick who I think plays better out of those two. I
0: mean, it, it's, um, it's, it's actually crazy that we have to wait, right? Because anything could happen. Like, we know how brutal it is. Like, we, at the end of the game, like, all these guys could easily be rubbed out.
3: Yeah, a hundred percent. And like you, you read the team list analysis. Like DCE, DC is probably a little bit higher for me. Mm. Um, but they're saying oh, they've got Jake Arthur there just in case he gets rested. So it doesn't fill you with confidence. And the most traded player out being Buller, he plays first. So if
0: you muck this trade up, you've got no one to score. Mate, I've nearly. I'm I'm tempted to keep Buller. So am I. Against so, the Knights, he kind of turned the corner a little bit last week. You know, Apikoros, I was back this week to yeah. give him a little bit more help. And I just don't like the fact of trading Origin players back in because yeah. I've made a big list and most of them are underperforming. So, yeah, it's, um,
3: mate, I've, yeah, re- reading through the questions that we've got and that is a big staple in, in a lot of my answers as well is that I do not like bringing Origin players in straight
0: after Origin. So um, there's a lot to answer, but... Um, yeah, mate, Rome yeah. wasn't building the day. I think everyone's just got to chill a little bit. Now, Great. some cracker ones tonight. We'll start with Joseph Smith here, Brenton. Now, he wants he wants a mid for this round. Now, he's trading out to Vita Tertola. He would prefer a value buy like Cotter, maybe an Adam Elliott, or is there other options under 600K, He doesn't reckon Max King's a keeper. Why don't we start there, mate? Because Kingy's come on both of our radar. 520K, he's got a break even of 33, but give me your thoughts on him.
3: Yeah, I I like Max King, and I do think, at worst, he's going to be a really, really good 18th man. Mm. Um, The example I guess we'd have is that um, James Fisher-Harris is someone that a lot of people brought in to cover those mids when it was needed and the theory was going to be that he was going to be a decent 18th man to get you that 40 to 45 so you're not running one of your cash downs. so i think max king is definitely in this bracket um he's a good front row forward for the bulldogs you know granted we don't have much go forward there so he's getting good minutes there uh he seems also gotten past that rib injury that he was carrying which i think was the decline for his scores
0: Mm. Well, we've seen back-to-back 60-minute games is what I kind of like, mate. Mm. Luke Thompson not in sight. You know these 500K players, uh, B? Like, I think people that are under 14 million, they're probably going to have to take two or three of these guys and pick the right one because if you pick the right one and they start averaging 50, you could be having a player that we take at 650, 700K that might only average 50 as well, and that could be your way of actually clawing some ranks back. Yeah, totally agree, mate. It's because,
3: um, you know, there's like some of the big team values there at 15 mil and they've got the, the whole salary cap essentially at their disposal. But those guys who are around that 13, 13 and a half, you've got to start taking some risks. And I think Max King's a pretty, pretty solid one, especially for this position, for a harder position to fill this week.
0: Yeah, I'll put it this way, mate. If I didn't have James Fisher-Harris on my team, I would actually be picking up Max King this week. So... I just think they're too like-for-like like to have both of them in, in the team. But, mate, I think we're both set that he's an 18th man. Let's move on to Adam Elliott because completely disappointing this this year, Brent. So he's only played eight games, had a multiple number of injuries, only one game over 50. For me, even though he's kind of shrunk in that high 400Ks and we know what he did last year, not the same play for me, mate.
3: Yeah, totally agree, mate. Uh, I, I remember that, like the last game that he played, he had a great PPM. Uh, he got 38 and 31 minutes. But the fact is he only got thirty one minutes and then he shared all that role with Kurt Mann. So it he doesn't have he's got job security, but he doesn't have minute security. So he's a definite no for me.
0: Yeah, mate. Now Ruben Cotter, five hundred and seventy one K has a huge break even of seventy three. Mate, Todd Patton's actually named him to back up, and I guess very important game because his ninth versus is tenth on the ladder. So there's no doubt in terms of like the chances of him probably backing up compared to previous years, probably pretty high this week, mate. Yeah, he's, he's my favorite out of all of them for the potential
3: keeper slot, mm. uh, mainly because of past performances, and we know he was a keeper last year. Um, the only part that worries me, again, is that he's backing up from origin. Uh, town Malolo's on the bench, and they could very well just shift positions, and Cotter comes off the bench, plays 45-50. So I think for the long game, I think Cotter is the best out of all of these players. Um I'd probably be taking Max King. Um, I know there's one that he didn't mention there, and it's hmm. again, it's an interesting one to bring back in plays that we've never had, but Jackson Ford. Yep. I don't know if you've looked at him, but, mate, he's got last three rounds, 58, 61, and a 57. Dual position player. Again, it depends on how many Warriors you've got. As, as you know, we've got, the got three, yep. and he's got a bye coming up. But he's... To me, like those scores are great, but he has cleaned up those demerits so so well. He was going six, seven missed tackles. Now it's like two. Um, getting some better run meters, bringing in tackle breaks as well. So if you want a left field option, um, Jackson Four could be the go. Food
0: for thoughts, but back on Cotter for a sec, Key Brenton. He's got around twenty four by, and these break evens obviously <clears throat> pretty high this week as well. This year, he's been very well managed. He's only played over 60 minutes on four occasions. And in those four games, he actually averages 57 from 65 minutes. Would it be potential? Can we bring him in before they're by? Like, just say in the next couple of weeks, that Warriors by, we we're both looking to offload someone like a who Harris. He could have easily be in the low 500Ks, and we couldn't potentially be on a 200 k flip.
3: Yeah, potentially. There's a player that I'd like better if you're going to be doing it like that, which is Cam Murray. Um, Because that'll be pretty much like for like scorers. And you know what you're going to get from Cam Murray in the back end of the season. Mm. And and he's in the same situation. He's got a uh, buy-in round 26. So I think it's worth monitoring Cotter. But if he's needing to pull the trigger this week, again, it's a risk. But I think Cotter is a really good shout.
0: Yeah. I think the good thing about Cam Murray is the fact that for me, he'll probably. If I'll bring him in. He's probably going to be the only bunny that I have. So in that round twenty six, considering I've got a strong eighteenth man, I think it's in a it's in the mold that we can actually do that sort of strategy. Yeah,
3: yeah. I also do think a lot of people are going to be carrying a surplus of mids, mainly for this round because a lot of people are missing uh, Fisher, uh, not Fish Harris, uh,
0: JDB, and Payne Haas. Yeah, moving on to the next question here, mate. Morgan Jones, Liam Martin. He's looking at him as a good underpriced option. Consuming he keeps his starting spot. I reckon it's 99% assuming that he will keep that starting spot. He is an elite starting edge tomorrow night. It's it's interesting that 500K because we've brought up Cotter, we've brought up King. The other two that I like before we get to Martin is also Reed Marnie and AJ Brimson. So there's food for thoughts, especially for your head-to-head players that are looking for that kind of that one-month period where they need to outperform. I think a lot of these guys, for the guys that are actually trying to catch up, there's some. I wish I actually had more trades because I'd I'd love to have some of these guys. Yeah,
3: Reed Marnie's the massive one for me, mate. I'm so going on. I guess let's talk about Liam Martin because that is the pro, the point of the question. Yeah, I think I think there is better options out there. He's priced at a 37 and has a 40 average. Yeah, mm. that's probably brought down by a couple of interchange games. Um, but last week, mate, he uh, last time he played, 44 points, which included a try. Yep. That's that's not for me, mate. Not even for those five hundred K players. I need to have that forty to forty-five minimum just off base that's where like your Max Kings, your Reed Marnies are gonna always get you that.
0: Yeah, so I, I think the bread and butter play is not a Liam Martin, but if you're kind of looking again for a Hail Mary, that could possibly come off, because in four starts over 60 minutes, he does average 52, but like you said, a lot of attacking stats in that, so he's going to have to rely on Cleary coming back, and then also he, Cleary Senior not resting him as well.
3: Yeah, that's the other big one as well, isn't it, for Penrith players when you bring them in, is are they going to get rested in that last round or two because they're so far ahead of everyone else?
0: Yeah, just with players, because we've briefly talked about it on Sunday about how many players per team as a cap. Now, I had a two until I realized I had Sharks with four players. But apart from the Sharks, I'm now going to put a strict rule of two players per team because I'm very wary, especially of both Penrith and Melbourne, potentially resting towards the back end of the year.
3: Yeah, that's the perfect strategy for me. Um, I I feel dirty having three in the Warriors. <laughs> uh, it just it doesn't look right to me, and I know that that's a round where I might have to, you know, it just takes one injury, and then all of a sudden I'm having to play Tyrone Munro, who could get me a ten as a winger. Yeah. You know, so um, yeah, I think it's with the buys this this year, you have to have almost a strong twenty-one.
0: Yeah, I agree, mate. Now, next question is a bit of a loaded one here. My from Michael Valdez. He goes, "Hey, gents, I want to make a charge up the overall ladder. He's prepared to go BDE four trades this round. <laughs> wants to finalize his tray. He wants to finalize his team with the remaining four trades for injuries. Now he's got 570k in the bank. He's thinking he needs Isaiah Yo and David Vafita at a minimum on the chopping block this week. He's got the likes of Buller, Lemuelu, Madison, and IPAP." He's got a little asterisk saying IPAP is an interesting topic as he may need to be traded, but equally he may need to stay. So, cheers for the insights. Thank you for the question, Michael. Now, let's tackle this first, mate. In terms of the chopping block out of Buller, Lemu, LU, Madison, IPAP, how would you preference this here?
3: I would be saying Buller's the first trade out, Madison second. <laughs> and then flip a coin depending on your squad balance. Lemuelu, as again, he's been named in the back row, so he is your keeper centre until otherwise
0: yeah. benched. Mate, I was so- really surprised people were bringing back Madison last week. Considering how high grade his his injury was and the fact that he's probably hasn't performed as well as we thought he would, I'm surprised people were going back. A lot of people for the second chance too.
3: Yeah, it's um that that was an interesting one for me as well. I thought there was a lot better options. I think a lot of people were just trying to band-aid this round when they brought him in. Yeah. So um, they weren't bringing in the likes of your Dragons players, your like a, a Raiders like a Tarpeny or something like that because they knew knew that they would struggle for mids the next round. So I can see why. Um but off the bench, he's had four games this year and he's averaging 50. And the first game was really good, and then a lot of them were in the forties. So, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not seeing the upside of Madison that we did probably in round six or seven when everyone brought him in the first place.
0: Yeah, like with Buller, like we just did mention, like. Considering that he's got a break even of 60 this week. So if he can, sorry, i just double check that. Yeah, 63. So if he can hit anywhere in that 40s and he even playing first, I actually wouldn't mind keeping him because if he hits a 40, he only loses 20K. There's a chance if Harry Grant and DCE do misfire, which they did of both origin two, they could probably lose more than Buller and potentially not even play. So I'm actually now in the thoughts of maybe even keeping Buller one more week.
3: Yeah, I'm actually on the other part of it. I'm actually thinking of doing now Chance clocks that to DC or anything because they play that later game. So that way I know that my player is going to be there and then I'll have Buller as my 19th man. Mm. So, uh, yeah,
0: choices. It, it is right? food for thoughts, that is for sure. But I do think that given that he does play that first game, to so maybe lock him in is maybe a smart strategy because then we don't have to wait for the rest of the, the... Because we could easily bring in a Fafita or a Tino, right? And then last minute, the coach just goes, "Nah, you're not playing. It's happened before. Tino, in, after Origin 2, it happened. So, yep. and he made the cut too.
3: Yeah, exactly right. So, yeah, I think, I think we've done pretty well with um, ranking them, but I'd say for this particular question, I wouldn't be doing all four. I'd be doing two at a max. You agree? Mm.
0: Well, mate, they're all four playing this week. I wouldn't do any of them. I think if you've held Lemuelu this long, he's got a try on the weekend for a mid-40s. You may as well do it again this week. Like, yeah, just ride I, it into the buy.
3: Uh, I, I I, disagree to a, to an extent. Yeah. I understand where you're coming from, but he's wanting to make a charge up the ladder. And if you're going to have a Buller who's going to get a 30 and you can get a Isaiah Yo who's going to get a 60, there's 30 points. If you're going to get, trade a Madison who's going to get a 45 off the bench and get a Fafita who could potentially get a 60, there's a you're netting 45 points. So if you're going to make any of those trades, I would be doing one, the first one being, uh, who is it, Buller through to Fafita because we know Fafita is the, the gun in his position. Yep. And then if you want, go Madison to Yo, but- I think you could even hold that one, to be honest, because of Yo's break-even.
0: Yeah, but I didn't realise how high up the ranks he is. He's ranked 105. So, from just Mm. previous seasons when I've been in his position, I was too – I went too early because – and then what happened was I ran out of trades with three rounds to go. This has happened two seasons in a row, last two seasons, where I've been in the top – well, 2021, I was in the top 100, and then last year, top 200 with four rounds to go. Blew all my trades, and then everyone behind me actually came up, because you just don't know, restings, injury. I don't think he needs to make – if he doesn't have to trade this week, I wouldn't trade. Like, at the moment, like, I would keep as many as I can, because I think eight, eight, eight rounds is a long time. It, it is. So, I yeah, but
3: for, for the trade – you have to be, when you're making these kind of moves, the buy rounds are the ones to do it because there's a lot of players, people now, like people who brought in Valence Tafari, now they're like, oh, we were expecting him to play, now he's not, so yeah. it's a bit of a, you know, people might be running with 16, so, yeah, I think I think he does one, and if that's a Buller through to a David Fafita, and that could potentially net you anywhere between 25 and 50 points, depending how Fafita goes. Take that risk, I reckon. Yeah. And if not, you know you've got a keeper anyway.
0: There you go. I think we're both in agreement that don't go overboard, but if you're going to make one, it's going to have to be Buller for your team here. Now, yeah. next question, Nick triesdale Shout-out to Nick. Now, Buller to Garrick he's trying to do to shrop his back five. Also thinking about Haas to Fafita. Haas misses a minimum of two out of the next eight games. Like I think he makes a really good justification. It's just Fafita... You just need to be sure that he's going to play. Unfortunately, the Broncos play at 3 p.m. The Titans don't play until 6.30. So you're going to leave yourself a bit of a gap that you're not even going to see the cut. Is it worth doing it this week or maybe using someone else more safe with Haas? Like, is it better? uh, The thing is, he only wants to do Haas and Buller. So he's in a little bit of a -hmm. weird spot here.
3: A bit of a harder one. I'm, and it's going to be a bit of a theme throughout this. And I think you and I are going to butt heads on it because I think Haas is a hold. I'm very, very against trading out the best player in their position. Um, and I mean, we, we use the example of JDB a little while ago. Yeah. He was out for two games. We held him. Uh, Horsburgh was out round 19 for Origin and now this round, but we're holding him. Payne Haas is better than both of those guys. So we should hold him. So, if you're gonna, if you're desperate to do it, then you know, go for it. But it's not for me. Um, I'd rather find a different way to get for feeder.
0: Would it change um, your mind if you had the likes? Because this week's obviously a tricky one because Dragons and the Raiders have bias, so you could be having Horsborough, Tarpany. You've got you got JDB who just mentioned. So that's three of them dr- straight out. So, and then potentially Haas. But then you might have some backups in the likes of Hopgood. You've also got some other guys like I've got Tohu Harris. So if you've got those, would you kind of then be able to do it?
3: Yeah, it's still no for me. I think the trades are so valuable. Again, eight, eight weeks is a long time. Um, so I, I think you reevaluate because you just, you, you seriously just don't know what's going to happen with Fafida in that last game. And there is like literally nothing you can do about it. Yeah, if I, you if you make the trade, so I wouldn't be doing that. But going to his Garrick question, this this is one I actually laboured over for a little while because yeah. I'm a Garrick owner, brought him in at 500k, and I was so stoked, and still continue to be stoked <laughs> at how lucky pick, this mate. pick has gone. However, now with the news that uh, like we saw obviously in the group chat that Cleary's potentially back, he's p- putting up bombs next to Jack Cogger. Mm. I would almost be. Prepared to not go, Garrick. Save yourself fifty grand to go, Dylan Edwards.
0: Oh, Dylan Edwards, so, what goes up like 11, 12 points with? Yep. With Cleary so with in the team, with
3: right? with Cleary, he averages fifty four point two. Without Cleary, forty one point two. Crazy. So Thirteen point swing. Um, and yeah, I think they're going to be wanting a point to proven and build combinations because Cleary has been out for that long. So, I would potentially save the 50 grand. Go,
0: Edwards. Yeah, Brendan. The other thing is DPP not confirmed until the end of this round. If I was making it into Garrick, I would want to make sure, Mm. especially investing right now at the top of the market, I would want that centre jewel. If not, I would probably let him go through to the keeper.
3: Yeah, totally agree. He's also got a pretty high break even because he's got a 19 um, that came in after his – and 104 that he scored is going to drop off. Yep. So – it's definitely one where you can wait a week, I think, or um, make a different play.
0: There you go. Hold on to your trades, I think, here, Nick. All right. Dylan Watts, is Hopgood to Fafita reasonable considering Parramatta's whole pack is back? Will Hopgood see reduced minutes? Also, IPAP is a bit of a worry. Would you say is a sell and if he has another score this week. Now, let's tackle the first part, because I think it has been a big illusion here, B, and I didn't realise it myself, but Hopgood has not played 80 minutes since round 13. His last four games is actually quite reasonable in where I think he might sit. 64, 67, 60, and 65, does he still get the same output being at full strength?
3: Yeah, I think so. Um, I think it's... um I think it's too early to do these kind of luxury trades. Um, we literally only just got given some back. Let's not waste them. Um, I think there's going to be a time and a place to trade Hopgood. Mm. Um, but until that time comes, like, well, if Fafita's averaging, what, a 65 and um, Hopgood a 61, Hopgood also points. having a dual position, is it worth a trade to net yourself four points a week? That's going to get you – if it gets you four points a week for another eight rounds, that's yeah. 30 points that you're going to build up based on averages, yeah. and I think Hopgood's versatility there
0: can be so much more valuable than those 30 points. Spot on, mate, and I think I'm willing to ride him all the way into the last round at the moment if he holds form because if I'm smart enough and have a trade in the last round to get rid of him, I am, but I've also got a very good 18th and 19th player to cover me if I do need to trade heavy and I end up with him, and that's the reason why I didn't take another gun Parramatta player because I'm comfortable not playing Brennan Hand's. And hopgood if worst comes to worst. Yeah, I'm exactly the same, mate. It's
3: um my little spreadsheet that I've got going. I've got Hopgood in green. Um he has, doesn't mean means he hasn't quite made the full squad, but until that time comes, there's no need to trade him. Yeah. And if you've, got, if you've got trades at the back end to get rid of your Parramatta players, that's also where you're going to make really big ranks because everyone else will run out of trades and hold on their Parramatta players.
0: Yeah, for sure, mate. Now, IPAP, now he's moved back to the left edge. We had, we had a little chat about this on Sunday. We both were in a grants that you do need a three-date. But I, does the three-date start now? Because I know that he's underperformed two weeks, but we know what his pedigree is and they get brooks. If Appy's coming back this week... Brooks in the next couple of weeks, i would be a, a lot more inclined to be holding some of these Tigers now.
3: Yeah, I, I'm definitely holding still. Um, again, historical keeper. Um, he had So, the 44 that he scored two weeks ago, that was in a 74-0 drubbing. Mm. So, he spent half his time behind the goalpost and still put out a 44. You take that every day of the week. Uh, when he went back to the left edge, yeah, they started getting routed in the back half um, and he ran a lot of decoys, but everything was going down through the right. So... Um, I still think I think the first date was last round, um, but then watch it for the next couple,
0: um, and then make your move from there. I think. Yeah, I think so too, mate. Now Luke Adams, he's trading Haas. He's got cover for this week to field seventeen. You're not going to like this, mate. Got nine trades. He wants to go Azarko to Fafita, Turpin to Grant. Could, excuse me, could go Haas to DCE Munster and have 370k in the bank. It's a kind of maybe the same sort of story over and over again. Are we rushing to get too many origin players with no certainty that they're going to be playing?
3: Yeah, I'm actually okay with two of these mainly because the Asako to Fafida, mm. those games happen back to back. So the, the Dolphins play at 4.05 Titans play at 6.15. So you'll have a better idea on the Fafita. Yep. Um. So I'm actually not too bad with that one. We know, uh, well, we feel like Asako is a definite trade. Um, Dolphins, don't look that impressive to me. Um, and it took him a try and a field goal in golden point to just punch out a 34 or 35 or whatever he scored. Yep. So, he's definitely not for me. And if you are you can put 200K in and get a Fafita, bang, do it. Um, also, Osaka's got the buy next week. So, um, yeah, I'd be jumping off. Turpin to Grant, I'd be pulling the trigger on that one as well. And they play in the same game, which is perfect. Correct. Um, But, again, going against the boss, T- TK, saying Haas is a definite hold. I-, I think it's a downgrade to a DC or a Munster. Haas is going to get a 66, and I think those other guys are 58 to 60-point players. And, yeah, for the sake of one more week, you held him through the buy round. Just hold him one more.
0: With Haas, uh, and another thing I think we do need – I think with Haas, you're going to have to have a good 18th and 19th man to do this. Yeah,
3: hundred percent. And I mean, right now I'm running. My eighteenth man would be Fisher Harrison. My nineteenth is Chance. And do I trust them over a Payne Haas? No.
0: But are you, comf- are you yeah? You are you comfortable playing them in Haas's uh, position for a week?
3: I am comfortable playing JFH yep. um, because I think he's a forty to fifty point player, maybe sixty on his day. Um, especially this week, considering they're going to have the guys come back from origin. Scott Sorensen's coming back from injury, so might not do as much. Um, So that's my particular position. Um, I just, again, I'm against selling the keepers, who are the best in their position.
0: Yeah, fair call, mate. Now, next question. It's Mark Amar- Amaro. Thoughts on Jake Avarillo and Jay- uh, Jack Heverington as cashdowns. Also, what to do with Moses? Is he a keeper or look to cash down a Keary, uh Cherry Evans or go up to Kileary? Why don't we do the second part of this question first, I think it's going to be a lot quicker, mate. Like, with Mitchell Moses, he's in really good form. Obviously, he broke into the New South Wales team in terms of like the last month or so, he's in a lot better form than DCE. He's held him this long, and he's in... The, DCE and Moses are in the same position where they've got a backup up from Origin. He, he's in a good position where I don't think he needs to do anything with Moses. No, I
3: totally agree, mate. Um, Moses is the third highest average in the halves behind Cleary and Nico Hines. So I wouldn't be downgrading to a DCE or a Munster or anyone like that. The only move I would make is to move up to Cleary. But that hamstring injury, you need to wait at least a week, maybe two, to see how he's going. Um, Another score I'd like to point out that um, Mitch Moses put it up after Origin, came back to the Dolphins, had a point to prove after losing game two, scored an 82. Big.
0: Yep, absolutely.
3: So I think he is a definite hold um, until further notice.
0: Yeah, with Cleary... He was putting up bombs this afternoon as well there, Brenton. So, I think it's a pretty good sign that he'd be very close to returning. But I think you make a great point of two weeks. He's got to have two weeks.
3: Yeah.
0: Now, let me... Sorry. sorry.
3: I was going to say, maybe just one week because it depends. Like, if he comes out, blitzes it and scores you 100, everyone's going to chase him. He'll probably... He'll hit his break even if... I think his break even is, what, 110 or something like that. Probably Um, another reason
0: not to use all your trades this week.
3: Correct. If he scores a 60 and that's still good... Well, let's say he scores a 70. That's amazing for a half. Bang, he loses 30K, and then you just
0: get him next week. Yeah, I think so too, mate. Now, turning to the cash downs, one of your boys here, mate, Jake Averillo. Now, he switched to fullback in that new spine, looked ultra impressive, 360K, break even at 28, but he has signed with the Finns here, mate. So, is he kind of asking for a little bit of trouble?
3: Uh, I don't think so, because at the end of the day, they're, they're wanting to give something back to the fans with winning and building a winning culture. So, I think if that's the team that's going to be winning, I think mm. he, he keeps his spot. Um, I do know Hayes Perham had a really good game in New South Wales Cup, scored a couple of tries. And, he, he played um, centre, though. Oh, did he play centre? Did he?
0: Yeah, I they, think, put, they it, put the young Kalib at, oh, at fullback.
3: Oh, Khaled Rajab, that's yeah, right. Khaled, sorry. Yeah. So, um. Okay. Sorry. I didn't actually realize that. So either way, I still think Avrilo is the better suited fullback. Like I know we talked about it on the Sunday show. Um. He's got the ball playing. He's got better speed. Um. He just he seems to fit there so much better. But in terms of cash downs, I I get he's a dual position player. But I do think there is a few better ones to then potentially give you. Room to move for other options. Um, I'll just quickly run a few off that I've noted here. Cleese Haas. Yep. Uh break even negative seven. He's starting this week. I also rate him higher than Joe Stimson as a back rower. He's also got no buys left. So he's also that means he's a little bit cheaper as well. Um Avrillo's uh teammate Blake Wilson. Yeah, mate, how how good was he? He didn't look out of place whatsoever. And he's, moved, he's forced Karaz to go to the centre, so he's
0: still got a spot. Mate, with Blake, uh, any any fear of him? Because he's going to have to move edge this week.
3: Uh, not really, because you got to think about what Karaz was doing on that side when he was decently in form. He was still yep. averaging 35 to 40, still pr- bringing those carries through. He also, if you look at Blake Wilson's stats, he had a few tackle breaks in there as well mm. and still had some decent metres on that left side. And they they weren't from scoring tries because he was getting the, the ball from Ethan Quay Ward or from... Matt Burton just having to run five meters and put it down, so he was still he was still getting through his work. So I still quite like him for the run meters and the tackle breaks as a cash down winger. Yep. Um, and the last option again, depending on your positional or your your buy tolerance, is Harrison Graham. I am um, I really liked what I saw from him playing in that hooking position, sharing it with Isaiah Katoa. There's no sign of Jeremy Marshall King. He's the cheapest of the three. The only thing is that he's got the buy next week.
0: Yep. So that also gives Jerry Marshall King another week of rehab to kind Correct. of come back, right, mate. So yeah, an interesting one. But we got to take some punts here, B. We can't all just yeah. We
3: we do, but uh, Jack Hetherington is not the punt for you.
0: Yeah, I same. think so, mate. For me, if you're going to be taking a punt on a cash down, I think they've got to be starting and have some, yeah. a bit of, a little bit of job security at least. Jack Hetherington is an interchangeable player at best. Mate, I'm very surprised that Ethan Quay Ward not being in the team this week.
3: Yeah, I'm surprised as well. I think they're going for a bit more experience with Braden Burns because I think Braden Burns will play that left centre Yep. Um, next to Addo Carr. <laughs> Um, Or actually, he might even play right. So he will help defensively with Blake Wilson, um, and then Karaz can be helped by the Fox on the left. Yeah, it's an interesting um, left edge, yeah. It'd yeah, be interesting to see how, how that, what sides they actually line up on. But, yeah, I was surprised quite War got dropped. He was a genuine centre. I really liked what I saw from him. I Actually, that, from that game, I rated him higher than Alamotti from what I've seen this year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I thought he definitely deserved some back-to-back games, but very, very hard. I guess the only, the only other thing is if you're not in a rush to do a cash-down is to wait for Munro next week because yeah. – He's probably going to be the guy, the best guy under 300K still.
3: Yeah, totally agree. He's the best guy who I think would have the best job security and probably playing for the best team out of all the cash downs as well. So yeah. he's going to have opportunities to score tries with Cody Walker and Lachlan Ilias there. Um, he'll also get Campbell Graham back on that side. So free up so much space for him. And, um, yeah, he's, he's an exciting player to watch, isn't he?
0: For sure. Now, Michael Fulcher, which Origin players would you not be trading in this week? Now, I'll just go through a few and just pick your brains. I don't like the two Cowboys guys in the likes of Cotter and Nani because we just don't know. With Todd Payton, even though that they are in a situation where they need to win and play, he does have a track record of just really playing around and resting his players. So,
3: Yeah, I, I think we can flip this question on its head and make it shorter by saying which players do we trust because there's a lot of players in that Origin teams that I just do not trust to back up. Um, so, the players I would trust is DCE. Mm. I think Manley's in that kind of must-win position on the ladder to try and make a push for the eight. He's the, he's the, the man to go to. Um, they need him. They can't, Like, Jake Arthur is nothing like DCE. So, I think they need to have DCE there. Harry Grant, um, I, I do think Harry Grant backs up. The years prior, he probably would have had a reduced role because he had cheese in the side. Uh, with no cheese, he's relying on like a Bronson-Garlic or a Tyron-Wishout to go to, to nine. And again, they're not that guy. Yeah. So I think they, they, the Storm would want to solidify that top four spot. Um, so Harry Grant would play. And Cameron Munster as well. I think Munster will back up because he lives for those big games. It's a big game against the Roosters, you know, because, you know, Roosters are down the, the ladder, but they're still a great team and could pull like, anything on the day. So. I also think he lives for the big games and he's got a pretty tough next five games. So the rest I'd wait for a week.
0: Mate, and then, yeah, they make a great point, especially with the Titans having the last game. for Tino, Moe and Brimson. The guy I wanted to uh, just ask you about was Pat Carrigan. Now, he's not in the same mould as Payne Haas. He's been named on extended, so they don't expect him probably to play on, on Saturday. So if he was rested, is he a more, a little bit of a different case?
3: Yeah, I hadn't really thought about Pat Carrigan to be honest, and he's, I guess, because I, I kind of pushed him out of my mind because he had that kind of rough patch where he got down into the mid six hundreds, um, yeah. and then he was putting up some big scores. But like he, we got moved to the edge the other the other week, and he um, wasn't really for me. But I, the good part about I guess bringing him in potentially is he, they play the second game. So if he's a mid that you want and you think he's going to start keep scoring well. No paid Haas there. If he gets that 13 spot, I, th- I think he could be a decent shout as well to
0: actually back up. Yeah, nice. Last question for the Knights is David Noble. Now, he wants to know he's still a holder of Walshie, and he also wants to have a look at best mid under 700K. Let's start with Walshie because how many games did he miss now? Two. Uh, he missed... One because they had a he, buy. He, yeah, he,
3: he missed the buy. Then he missed... He misses this round, and then Origin also gets tacked onto his three-game suspension.
0: Okay, so then he's got one more after that. When's he back? No, he, he's back next week. Is he back next week? Back next week. So, uh, yeah, so he missed because didn't oh, they? No, oh, they were, they went straight into a buy when he got suspended. Yeah. Okay.
3: So, so that, did that's they... five nineteen,
0: twenty. So twenties this week. So I think this week's his first buy. So he's gonna hit two this week because of the Origin into, so he'll still miss next week, so he'll be back around 22.
3: Okay, that kind of changes. For some reason, I had it in my head that he was back around 21. Um, Hold on, I'll look it up
0: while you talk.
3: I'll look this up. Well, well, my notes are basically off if he was coming back next week, and I think if that's the case, if he's back next week, if you can afford to hold, you probably should. Um, Again, if he's back next week, we know wing fullback is really, really tough to get keepers in um now while she isn't a consistent keeper but he is a keeper nonetheless um and it it was always never play center roulette but this year has kind of changed to be outside back roulette because the wing fullbacks are just so hard to to fill with players and at the end of the day if even if he's an inconsistent wing fullback he's so exciting to watch so you're always going to watch those games when he's in your team and be cheering him on um However, if you are intent on trading him, I'd be looking at the likes of uh, Dylan Edwards, Teddy, or Reuben Garrick. Um, Probably Edwards, then Garrick, then Teddy, because, again, Teddy has to um, back up from origin. Yeah, I think so.
0: I think you're spot on there. I don't think you can hold Walshy. But now, let's look at the second one. It's quite an interesting question, mate. Uh, Best mid under 700K. Now... Today I was actually having a look because I know a lot of people were rushing into the likes of Fafita and also Tino, but one of the standouts is one of their teammates, Mo Fotowaker, at 703k. Again, probably not for everyone, but if you're kind of looking for a pod potential and try to break away from the pack, I'm not sure if you had a little look at him, but he had a little bit of a slow start to the season. But from around 4 to 18, he's got a high of 68 and a low of only 46 so, he's kind of in that 50-plus range every week.
3: Yeah, I have had a look at Mo. Um, I was actually looking at him probably around 17. I was looking at bringing him in, but then he obviously got picked for origin. So, that kind of um, th- threw that out the window. But at the end of the day, out of those that price range, Mo's probably actually about fourth on my list. Um, I, I really like Tohu, obviously, because that's who I brought in last week. And again, proven keeper year in, year out. Big minute player, um, and that's what I like. I like the the, the mids who play the bigger minutes, um, and I can see him averaging around that 55 to 60. Mo, I can see probably a 47 to 53. Um, next on the list for me would probably be someone like a Nat Butcher, mm. who, again, he's probably about 30K more expensive. I think he'll average about one or two points more, and he's got that dual position, um, and that is just going to be so juicy for when you need to sh- shuffle your team around at some stage, because that's going to be guaranteed. That's going to happen through the season. Um, The other who's on a bit of a regression is AFB. Yeah, he is. He's he's averaging 57 still. Um, Again, a little bit of a regression, but he's got such high quality. Um, He had that score of a 40 last week. uh, Not last week, the week before, which kind of brought his average down a little bit, but that included the sin bin that I didn't think was a sin bin really. Um, Well, It probably was a Simbin, but I think the Warriors were hard done by because the other team was doing it more. Um, But before that, he was just killing it. He scores in the 60s consistently, Um, 70s, 50s. And then, yeah, just the last two weeks, he's got a 40 and a 49. And you still take 49 on those games where you're putting 46 points on someone. So I I think AFB is the shout out of everyone. Any
0: love for my mate Nelson?
3: Nelson, well, it was Mo, Mo, as I said, Mo was going to be the fourth on the list for me. After that, you need to look down to the likes of your Max Kings, your James Fisher Harris's, mm. um, and your Nelsons. Um, Nelson's Nelsons an interesting one because do we think that he's going to keep that edge spot when Ellie Katoa's back in full fitness, or are they going to move him back into the prop rotation?
0: Mate, it's a very interesting question because mm. Nass is so destructive in both positions that you probably need to be playing him over that kind of, oh, let's be honest, he's only got a 60-minute engine in him tops. Yeah. I think you need to be playing him in two different spells in two different positions. So is it the fact that he might start in the middle? and then rotate onto an edge or the opposite way around, I think they're just going to work it out because I think he'll be equally destructive in both spots.
3: Yeah, see, I don't think Bellamy's going to do anything like that. I think he's just going to be like, I want two back rowers who play 80 minutes, mm. like Trent Liero and Eli Katoa. If you can do that and then he can work out his prop rotation, if an uh, injury happens to an, uh, an edge, then bang, Nelson goes out there. So it's the job... He's got job security, but he doesn't have position security, and that's why I don't like Nelson as much. Um, The good thing, I guess, that he will have is that he's most likely going to get dual position at the end of the round. Yeah. Um, But I think think a Max King is um, a better shout
0: uh, right now than Nelson. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Because I think at that price, too, you can just cash them in the bank. So no need to rush in. But, B, thanks for your insights in the Q&A tonight, mate. It was uh, another pleasurable experience, mate, even seeing you in a nice tank top, even though <laughs> – is it even cold up in Queensland, mate?
3: Mate, uh, not really at the moment, but it'll get cold around 2 o'clock this morning.
0: Well, um, mate, I know you got plenty on tomorrow, plenty of socials. Go to the Blues, enjoy your little day out in the – in your little, we got two social events, mate. So it sounds like yeah, a bit of fun.
3: Yeah, Going to Australia Zoo for lunch tomorrow with um for a corporate event, and then um had a mate win some tickets for the an Origin viewing party at the local pub. So going to go have free feed and free beers. Okay.
0: So, so mate, if the fans, your fans want to just get a few autographs from <laughs> you, mate, what pub are you going to? Uh, it's the Baringa Tavern
3: yeah. uh, in uh, pretty much in Aura Estate near Caloundra, So on Sunshine Coast. So I don't think I've got many fans, mate, but um, maybe Nigel will come and ask me some, some tips, eh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. I like it. Well, <laughs> Brennan, I'll see you on the Sunday night, mate, for uh, another T&B playbook, mate.
3: Yeah, mate, you can rename it if you want. I'll, I'll be happy to go for that. And um, yeah, good fun, mate. Thanks for having me.
0: Good stuff. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Tuesday TLT. There'll be no Wacky Wednesday, of course, with Origin tomorrow. Hope you guys all enjoy that. Hopefully the Blues don't give us an embarrassment performance like we had in game one and two. If you're out in the game, hit me up. I'm definitely going to be there. So I'm sure that I've got a little – I've got a big Thursday at work. So I've got I've got a time limit between 5 and 8 p.m. to get stuck in. So (laughs)
2: I'll
0: be getting stuck in plenty between that period of time. So I think we're going to locker room pre-game. But uh, Corbus has got a game at 6 p.m. So make sure you tune in if you're going out to the game. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we will check you Thursday live Q&A and then me and Brenton will be back on Sunday night. Have a great night.